Hi, this is Elite Force, and you're watching In The Loop from Producer Tech. In this episode, we've got a load of new stuff to give away, including two awesome plugins from Sugarbytes, their brand new Groove construction tool, Egoist, and the fun and easy to use audio processing plugin Effectrix. We'll also be looking at some cool lesser known features in Native Instruments Machina, and taking a sneak preview at some of our latest courses, which are also being given away in this episode. We'll be interviewing Berlin's Hard Vision, hearing about what he's up to, and checking out some of the original ways he uses Ableton Live to make music. And lastly, we'll be taking another quick look at Softube's Console One, as a follow-up to last episode's intro, showing how useful I found it in the mix. First up then, let's check out a cool feature of Machina version 2, which is crucial to production, and that's sidechaining. But instead of looking at compressor sidechaining, we're going to see how filter sidechaining can be used to make rude, step-sequenced filter automation. So to explain my setup here, I've got group B as my main bass group, which has the first two sound slots in use. The first one is being used to play the bass station. As you can see, we've got some MIDI notes or events in Machina, which are being sent out MIDI port 1 to the bass station behind. Then sound slot 2 has the audio from the bass station routing into it. So that external source can then be processed by Machina. So here's what we've got. As you can hear, there's some compressor sidechaining going on already, which is making the bass lines level pump with the kick to give it more dynamic interest and energy. But what we're going to do now is add some filter sidechaining. So I'll go into browse mode and add a filter to the second sound slot, so that it's filtering the bass. Then I'll bring the cutoff right down, so we're filtering out all the high frequencies. Then on the second page of filter controls, just like on the compressor, we can set a sidechain source, which I'm going to set to sound slot 2 in group C. Then back on the first page, I just set the modulation source to envelope, and then turn up the modulation amount. Then if I hit the second pad in group C, you can hear that it raises the cutoff up according to how hard I hit it. So this can be some fun on its own, allowing you to create some cool performance effects or record in a played pattern. What I find particularly cool is using step mode to make a pattern, where again, the strength that I turn on and off steps sets how high the filter gets raised. go back to the filter and adjust the cutoff, resonance and modulation amounts to change the sound of the bass. And of course I can create as many different patterns as I like, which I can then switch between to make the bass even more interesting. Drums in this project, by the way, come from a niche audio pack called House Arrest. So if you're liking the sound of them, then head over to Loopmasters to check that pack out. In addition to the complete guide to Machina Studio, which is out next week, there are two brand new courses on the site, which we're giving away to five lucky people. 
The first course is by Astrophonica label owner DJ Fracture and shows how to produce drum and bass with machine, providing a step-by-step -step guide to creating the beats, bass, hooks, pad sequences and FX, and then how to combine and mix everything into a workable arrangement. After the bulk of the track is completed using the hardware, Fracture then shifts over to the software in the last few lessons to focus on the newer features in Machina version 2, like the mixer section and drum synth. The second course is the eagerly awaited follow-up to Dephased's Glitch Hop Beats and Bass course from a few months back, and is now the complete set of tutorials that go through all of the main stages of making a Glitch Hop track, including how to make complex glitchy percussion parts to go with the heavy beats and twisted bass. As with the previous course, you get the project made in the tutorials, as well as over 200 megabytes of bonus samples from Loopmasters. To be in with the chance of winning these courses, just sign up to our newsletter by clicking on the image to the right of the homepage slider at machina-courses.com, and then entering your details in the window that pops up. If you're already signed up at Machina Courses, then don't worry, you can still sign up for the newsletter to enter the competition in exactly the same way. Now we're going to take a peek into the studio of another one of Berlin's talented artists, Hard Vision, to find out about his setup and some interesting ways that he uses Ableton Live. The majority of my records came out on Wagon Repair, which was my brother's label. And um, over the last two years, I've been releasing on, I did two EPs for Rinse, um, which is the Rinse FM's record label. Um, I'm in the works on another EP for them as well. Um, and there is talk of doing another album at some point. I haven't done an album since 2010 on Wagon Repair, but I'm itching for that a little bit. And I don't even have all my music on here, but if I search for Hard Vision in my iTunes, there is there's probably over 800 songs in there. It would take you maybe three days to get through all of it, and you'd, your mental stability would be questionable by the end of it, <laughs> I think. Um, but yeah, I think um, I don't. I'm not a believer that art needs to be seen by an audience to be art. I think it's making it for yourself is just as valuable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think with the album, so what's nice is if you are always making singles, I, you can't always put that weirdo song on the record. Mm. Like if you're making a, if you're making an EP for the club. Mm. They don't want to have like an ambient tune on the B side or whatever. So it's it's nice. It's a nice place to be able to put all that music that you've been working on that uh, doesn't fit on those disco yeah, right. maxi singles. Yeah. So what's the session we got here? Well, this is uh, a similar kind of concept with the melodic sequencer. It's um, a half bar, um, and by using can you see the screen there? The screen. Okay. <laughs> Um, so it originally started off with, um, you can see the, I'm not sure if you can see that close up, but each one of these scale uh, MIDI effects, this is called Q, this is A, this is Z, this is Q, A, Z. So the original concept was to be able to press the keys um, and then alternatively shift with the keys and it would shut off. So you can see if I push Q, it shuts this scale on and off. Um, and what's, what it's doing is it's letting through the stacked uh, MIDI. So on each step that it plays each drum sound as you go along. In the same way that we had the notes before, now it's just it's triggering a drum. Exactly, yeah. So And then I set it up with push so that it would be a little bit easier. So when I turn the lights off, then it'll play the, 
the corresponding drums in that uh, place, as well as mutes for each channel, um, which are the eight steps. It kind of, I don't know, it's kind of like a little techno beat machine. Um, so I just have a kick and a clap bass there, and then you can kind of just... make little, uh, little grooves. amazing this has changed my life yeah. instead of from the gone from the clicking every note into being able to sequence it with this yeah. um, everyone who uses Ableton should get one I think so this is a video game that I made in Ableton live using only MIDI clips and it's played on the Ableton push Wicked. Let's, let's check it out Moving on now, let's have a look at a cool new plugin from Sugarbytes, which is a funky little groove production studio that packs a serious amount of punch. Egoist is a plugin that pushes step sequencing to its limits, showing just how much you can do with a 16-step grid. It combines a really comprehensive loop slicing and editing section with a simple yet effective beats and bass section, along with their hugely popular effect tricks, with all three of the sections having a step sequencer for triggering different sounds and effects inside. Here I've got two instances of Egoist making all of the sounds in this glitch hop groove. If I take out the main beats and bass, you can hear we've got the nice glitchy sounds, both being made in the slicer section of each instance. With the glitchy percussion on track one, and the pad sound on track two. Both of these are simply sliced up loops, which are being resequenced by the step sequencer below, which allows you to play the slices in whatever order you want, as well as having full control over the level and pitch of each step. The sample is sliced up automatically according to the sensitivity slider, or can be set manually yourself too. And every section also has numerous randomizer buttons, which are a really great way of instantly trying things out either for inspiration or to create a variation of some kind. The copy and paste buttons allow you to easily try something new with your sounds in one of the 16 pattern slots. Beats and bass can be added using the next section, which is fairly basic but provides a surprising amount of options for programming parts. And the instruments themselves also have both a great sound and enough variety to mean you're unlikely to find yourself wanting in most situations. And like the rest of the plugin, it's very easy to use and takes no time to learn. 
And finally, the effects section is taken from their really nice plugin Effectrix, which combines an effects engine with a sequencer once again, allowing you to turn different effects on and off on certain steps. So it's a very quick and easy way of creating interesting sounds without having to add effects in the door and then automate them. So this is also great for beginners and advanced producers alike. Effects are applied to any or all of the sections using the coloured switches at the top of the GUI. And all 16 patterns can be turned into parts, which can then be used to build a song all within the plugin window. So with all these features, an excellent range of presets, and the ability to switch to keyboard mode for playing slices, you can see what a powerful and fun plugin this is. I'll be doing an extended overview and tutorial of Egoist for Plugin Boutique shortly, so keep an eye out for that if you want to see more. And stay tuned for details of the competition to win Egoist and Effectrix at the end of this episode. In this last section, I just wanted to briefly visit Softube's Console 1 as a follow-up to the introduction in the last episode, to show you how I'm finding it in the mix. So here's the live set for a track I'm working on with Meet Katie called Slow Cooking, and I've just got a four bar section looped. I've added the console one plugin to all of the tracks in the set. So if I turn the plugin display on using the button, I can then enlarge the display, which is one of the things I like about it. You can change it to any shape or size you like. So I'll make it nice and big. And one thing I just wanna say about the way I've set it up is I've put all of my tracks so far in the session on page one, and then on page two, I've got my effects returns and my master, with my master at the end, and then my effects returns starting from track 30. So this gives me a bit of room to expand if I add extra tracks or extra return tracks, and also means I can find things really quickly and easily. So if I start my loop now, and I can solo one of the sounds like these stabs, And if I want to mute that effects return that I can hear has another sound leaking through onto it, I just switch to page two, choose that track, and then mute it. Now I go back to our stabs, and you can see the processing I've got on there, which in this case is some fairly extreme EQ, um, which is cleaning up the sound a lot and adding quite a bit of high frequency content to help it poke through the mix, um, which you can hear if I turn it on and off. So it really does bring it to life. Then I've got some saturation added at the end with this drive dial, which adds some nice extra harmonics and warmth. The other thing I want to mention is uh, the history feature, which I failed to mention last time. And what this is, is an, an undo facility, which you have on every instance of the plugin in the set. So if I go into history mode, now what it means is I can use the volume dial to step back in time. As you can see at the top here, we have the time and the step. And if I rotate the dial, I can go back to see all of the changes that I've made throughout time. So if you've made a lot of changes there uh, from the minute you opened up your project, you can go back to a particular moment in time, which is very handy. If I go back there, I now hit OK, and it will reactivate those settings. So I've been using the EQ section a lot to really transform the sounds in my mix, as well as uh, saturation. 
And on some sounds like this main bass sound here, I've got the character turned down, which if you remember from last time, adds a much smoother low frequency saturation rather than a toppier, uh, more obvious one. And I found myself using the dynamic shaper quite a lot too. On this original bass sound, for example, it's got the punch turned right up to really boost those transients to help it pierce through the mix. As you can hear if I turn it on and off. And if I play it with the rest of the mix, just mute some sounds to make it a bit easier to hear. And then if I turn console one off, you can hear very hidden in the mix. And now back on. Just how much more it um, pierces through. The things I'm liking the most about console one are obviously the hardware aspect. Being someone who's got very much used to mixing with a mouse, it's really nice to have a, a quality set of controls to use. Being able to instantly solo a track and then add any quality processing like EQ and compression, as well as dynamic shaping, is a real plus. And the drive dial is great for adding that analog sound, both to individual tracks in your mix and also the master channel. The last thing I wanted to mention is the ability to load different Softube software into instances of Console One. So for example, if you have one of their other vintage compressors or EQs, you can select a particular instance of console one and then choose load, compressor or EQ, after which you'll see any of their other software in a list from where it can be selected and loaded into that instance. Later on this month, I'm excited to say that I'll be getting my hands on quite a few of their vintage plugins. So stay tuned to our channel for reviews of those. And now a confession about our Matthew and the Atlas remix comp from last month. In the last episode, I said that the producer was Ian Grimble, when he in fact mixed it, and the producers were actually Kevin Jones and Chris Harris. So apologies for not giving them credit for their fantastic work on making such a great track. The results of the remix comp are now up on our site and SoundCloud page for anyone who wants to hear them. And a big congratulations to the winner Cicada for their excellent remix. Now to this episode's competition, where the top prize is Sugarbyte's Egoist, featured earlier on and the runners-up prize is their plugin Effectrix. All you have to do to enter is tweet at producer underscore tech, hashtag egoist, and then simply follow our page for the results, which will be announced before the end of September. Best of luck. That's it for this episode. Tune in next time for an exclusive interview with the legendary Elite Force, where he'll be giving some professional DJing and producing insight and telling us about a new course on making revamps that he's made for us. And of course, there'll be more tutorials, reviews, remix comps, giveaways, and other audio-related badges. This has been In The Loop from Producer Tech. Thanks for watching, and see you next time.